0: If you're looking for one of the most beautiful and playable custom acoustics on the planet, look no further than Ed Rice at Ear Guitars. Ed is a true artist, transforming exotic woods into magnificent, sweet sounding instruments. Go to ToeirGuitars.us, that's T O I R G U I T A R S.us, and contact Ed today. Top the Recording Podcast, Episode
1: 71.
0: What's going on, Neil?
1: What's up, man? Episode 71. Holy crap. Yeah.
0: So I'm just getting back from a uh, a golf trip. Had a pretty good time.
1: Yeah, how was it? It
0: was good. I had to play terribly, but had a good time. You're awful dark, man. Yeah. It's <laughs> hot. Sun. We got some sun. You never wear hats, do you? I actually wore a hat. Because my bald head <laughs> was getting toasted. I was yeah. just saying, you're still burnt. <laughs> that must be from the lake. We spent time at
1: the lake after Oh, this. did you? We just told would y'all play early?
0: We'd, we were done about three or four every day, then we'd go spend about three hours on the lake and then go up and grill food until about 10 p.m. and eat late. Well, there you go. All right, so we got uh, Mark Fleshman with us tonight. What's going on, Mark? Uh, hey, Brad, Neil. Hey, man.
2: Happy to be here, man. Thanks for being yeah. here with us, man. And you Appreciate brought it.
0: us a fifth of bourbon, man. What'd you bring us? <laughs> well...
2: I brought you something that's called larceny and uh And you I've, said
0: you don't you don't I want don't it. even
2: drink no I I will today for, oh, okay. for wow, this. But I'm a beer guy. Um, but I happen to be at a wedding. I was playing with my other band um the other well, Saturday. And man, we didn't even know for the whole night we were there that these people had put up this little speakeasy in a barn. Like they had these different, you know. Stations, kind of like the oh, wow. sections yeah. of a barn, and there's one. that was a speakeasy. So and like
0: you mean, like a hidden little cigars? Area? Yeah. No, like
2: humidor's full of cigars. I don't really do that very often either. But they had this the larceny. Dip, you know, I learned how to cut the cigar, dip the cigar. I learned it all, buddy. That (laughs) (laughs)
1: one stop uh, shop,
2: yeah. So it still stuck with me. That's that experience. (laughs) So I thought, hey, why not, you know, relive it a little bit? Yeah, Yeah, man, with cheers, cheers, cheers. Cheers. yeah.
1: Thank you. So
0: this was a barn that had a little area that was a good speakeasy bar, huh? Yeah,
2: I mean, you didn't have to, you know, say a password or, or you know, (laughs) they didn't open up the window, yeah, all that stuff. It was more welcoming because, fortunately, my guitar player, he it's his. Family, so farm. Yeah. So we didn't have to, you know, no secret handshake. (laughs) (laughs) But we did get to hang out and, you know, drink some good stuff. And I thought, well, why not? You know, you guys are bourbon guys and we
0: are. Yeah. All right, Mark. Well, way you'll get us going here is uh, uh, go back mm -hmm. and tell us about your earliest memories of music, what you first remember about about those experiences. And then maybe, you know, at what point Mm -hmm. in your life did you realize music was going to be important?
2: Yeah. Well, you know, um... Music to me goes back just about as far as I can remember. I, I happened to have the good fortune to be born in the seventies, uh well, seventy-four. And I guess maybe my earliest memory is something around the late 70s. Yeah, and, and you know, and I'm not really talking in the sense that I was really rocking out with those bands yeah. that were, you know, uh contemporaries at that point. But I do remember like opening up like an X-Wing Fighter. And seeing a Gene Simmons doll in the cockpit of it, you know, it's a, that's that kind of, <laughs> there you of thing. Go. <laughs> and so, you know, I was like, okay, I, I was aware of rock, you mm-hmm. know, but at the same time, my parents were, and family are very, you know, religious and and steeped in uh, you know gospel and classical music and things like that. And uh, when I was five years old, which is around that same time area, I had this play school brand orchestra kit with the sand blocks and all the triangles and the Oh, things yeah. like that, you know, that mm-hmm. you could beat on and move around and get texture, you know, all that I stuff. Think that I kids remember like that. To, yeah. Yeah. So I was just jamming on some. Sorry, guys.
1: Yeah. Late 70s child here.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, of course, it was vinyl being the late 70s vinyl uh, kids, classical music set or whatever, because, you know, their parents were trying to, keep, you know, keep me in the finer things, you know, or whatever. <laughs> but I was just beating on them, th- you know, all that stuff, you know, the blocks and everything at the same time while I was listening to Franz Liszt. Or what have you, you know? So those are my first memories of of music at that point.
0: So when did you get your first uh, guitar?
2: Well, that wasn't until 12. And that was because I was a failure at sports. And the expectation (laughs) to me was, with my height, was to be a basketball guy, you know? And Ah. I was not. And fortunately, all the other guys uh, had me covered. You know, to where I could just ride that bench, buddy. And, <laughs> hey, uh, you, you know. need five pounds, coach. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's pretty much it. I think I scored two baskets in my entire grade school career, and that was back-to-back in one game. Hey, man. You know? That was
1: a hell of a game, though. You got, you got, you got hot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. hot, hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: So, you know, the pressure was off, uh, you know, to, to excel in sports. And what else do you do? It's kind of like... You you know was he saying Dazed and confused you know if you can if you're not good at sports, you can always play guitar or something like that, yeah. so I just went that route and Managed to sort of have a social life from that point, you know, mm. instead from the other, you know.
0: I guess that came to you a little easier than sports did.
2: I had a background in a little bit of piano, uh, starting at six. I forgot to, I skipped over that, but yeah, so I was kind of, uh, it was compulsory piano lessons for me and my sister. And everybody you know, skips over yeah. those, man. I, I had <laughs> yeah. them too. Uh, I right. never
1: talk about them. <laughs>
2: no, because I, I quit for baseball and that didn't get me far.
1: Like I said, you know, <laughs> so here we are. Baseball's got to uh, be better. Than these you, yeah, it's, <laughs> uh, it's unfair. You had a huge strike zone. <laughs> right.
0: Is your sister mm-hmm. close in age to you? Uh, she's four years
2: older. So you know, I was always hearing about these guys that uh, at church camp, uh, you know, the next year, the next generation up, that I was aspiring to be like. You know, those kids. And she was always talking about these boys who played guitar. Oh yeah, how great oh, yeah. they were! I was like, okay, this is how you do it. Yeah. All right, you know, if it's, if it's getting her attention, then maybe that's
1: how it's going to be. I will tell you right now, you can go uh, uh, playing guitar at church camp. Get you, <laughs> yeah, get you in some hearts, some some holy... Church camp's probably mm-hmm. pretty crazy anyway. I'm sure. Oh, it's it's wonderful. <laughs> so, my church camp memories. <laughs> so, don't tell on yourself. No, 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 no. This is good. So, I used to be homesick, dude. We used to. Have, so, if I would go to church camp, which is White Mills, it's on the way to the lake. It's like an, in no an hour land. and 10 no minutes land, away. Yeah. Right. I'd go down there. And by Wednesday, this is middle school, I'd be bald. <laughs> I need my mom. Aww. And then like my brother would come down for the day to like hang out with the, because and, and, he was like, eight years older than me. And, and mm. I remember going, I think I went home with him one time because I just couldn't do it anymore. Uh, the worst was 4-H camp. I went to 4-H camp one time, and I think that was at, like Lake Cumberland. That was like a four-hour bus ride. Oh, man. And it was the most miserable thing that had ever happened in my life. I think I was in first grade. I thought I was wow. being, I thought I was being tortured. <laughs> Did you think they were they were putting you out? I just loved being home. You know, I was like, I, I do not want to be here. But <laughs> I got over it by you know, I yeah. know, high school. I was ready to be at camp because I was also playing the guitar. You there know you, know what you go. I'm okay. Like, yeah. yeah. no, no, Neil knows, Brad. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I also had special treatment because I had Matt Davidson. Who treated me like a, a peer? So I would hang out with him in his, in the, in the, not the dorm, but the house all day. And then we'd go play music. And then, yeah. So I yeah, got special. Mark, was it. that the first place you played about in, that. in
0: public? Yeah. <laughs>
2: uh, the first place I played in public was seventh or eighth grade talent show. Yeah. Oh, oh, man. That was big time. Are you nervous? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was drawing out diagrams. I was all sitting, you know, looking at at my uh, notebook in class, like, okay, so I got to get an amp. I got to borrow that.
0: Middle school kids are brutal. Wheel it
2: out over to here. Well, you know, it was all in my head. I projected all this this worst case scenario. And of course, you know, I played one of the songs you're not supposed to play Stairway to Heaven, you know. Nowadays, the signs on the wall don't play that. No, (laughs) no, no. But, you know, I I did that at at 12 because I had like the little sheet music and things and and did the whole thing. Was it just you? uh, Just me. Oh, wow. Doing just the finger picking, you know. And I guess these people had some more attention spans back then because I didn't really, you know, it wasn't meant went a over whole well, huh? it, it went over enough. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> it went over. I wasn't looking, you know, I wasn't looking up at them to see if they approved of it. You I know still I mean? don't do that, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I got through it, you know? <clears throat> and, man. Yeah,
1: that's that's uh. That's a big old thing to do, man. As a kid, oh, how old you? Yeah. Like middle, like well, here, it was
2: good prep for church camp because that song really went over well there. Ah, you know, there they you like go. so uh, there was like a little cross pollination.
1: Okay, like, yeah, I couldn't <laughs> imagine putting myself in that situation as a I, middle schooler. That's no, amazing. I, I was I, so
0: self conscious in middle school. Oh, I don't know what oh, I would. That's done. amazing. Well, I think
2: I had some some. Help from my friends who kind of like goaded me on a little bit, you know? Yeah, <laughs> uh, gotta give them some credit.
1: So, was it one of those things where d- the talent show you did it like on a Thursday night for the uh parents and anybody that came then Friday morning at school? Oh, for the school? Or no, what, fortunately
2: enough, it was just in school during the day. Oh. So I didn't I think have that's the parents worse. The whole school though.
1: I think that's worse. Just,
2: just the school and the staff and I didn't have parents sitting there cro- you know, with their arms folded and all that stuff, whatever.
1: You know,
2: yeah, oh. So it was okay. I, you know, looking back, it was it uh, was not that, but but I do have I did have the butterflies
0: for sure. Well, at least you picked a song It wasn't too long, you know, <laughs> not too long. Yeah, it's to take a
2: break. But the teachers probably loved it because they could go out and take their their break in yeah. the lounge
0: and everything else.
2: You know. Oh my god! So did gosh. you win? And it was a, did y'all have a winner? I don't think it was like that necessarily. Yeah. Now later in high school, we did. I I was in a group and when we played. You and, uh, yeah, that was when we did more along the lines of because this is the year when the crows are big, you know, for their first album and uh, stuff like that. And so my buddy Corbin Fitzpatrick, shout out to him in Ashland, Kentucky. We did "She Talks to Angels." He sang it. Awesome. You know, and I played. I took more like a lead kind of line, and I don't know, appropriated some Clapton licks for from I don't know. I, I forget. Well, actually, we started out the year before that together doing "Knocking on Heaven's Door," and he sang that kind of axle-ish. And I played it more clapped, and that's what it was. And then we did, at the, around the same time, we were doing this stuff like the Crows. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. That's so, a
2: awesome. couple of years of talent shows in, in the latter high school days, you know. And then we had a band together. First band in high school was uh, him and me, and a couple other guys doing electric stuff. And, and that worked out pretty decent. We were writing songs. That was when I first wrote songs, by the way, with him. In high school? In, yeah, around 16.
0: And you were in Ashland, Kentucky? Is yes that what you said? Paul
2: Blazer yeah. High School. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so when did you get the the country bug?
2: Man, you know, that's funny because it's it's Ashland, right? And it's the early 90s. You know, so, of course, I thought that country was just Billy Ray Cyrus, and that was it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, I mean, not to detract from that in any way whatsoever. Uh, but yeah. at the time, man, still uh, <laughs> still doing the thing. Yeah, he's yeah. around somewhere. He stays relevant. He does. He does. Man, he he finds a way. Mm-hmm. And at the time, with me, of course, being more into the rock, like we said, with the Guns N' Roses and, and the uh, Crows and so forth. And also at that time, you know, Nirvana, Pearl Jam was hitting oh, yeah. in your year. So we're headed into the grunge times. That's that's my focus. But then I went away to college and discovered this thing called alt country. In the '90s, which is more like you know, you like take third Well, it's, it's kind of like that. You take uh, the rock and fuse it with the country, you know. So you know that I, I learned about country, like classic country, through the back door of alt or alternative country. The the whole uh, oh, what's that movement that they called the, the no depression thing with Uncle Tupelo and bands like that from the early '90s. Yeah, Sun, okay. Sunvault, Wilco.
1: On down the line, and that's right what got you kind of thinking. All right, man, this is yeah. uh,
2: this is it. Dylan Dill- had a lot to do with that too. He yeah, big Dylan fans.
1: All so, right. so going back mm-hmm. to um, when you started, right? Yeah. So you're 16 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this point, you've played a few years, a um, years. four years, something like that. You kind of know what you like.
2: Yeah.
1: At yeah. that point, what you like to play instead So, how did you approach? Mm-hmm. Writing when you started writing, what did it sound like? Did it sound like oh. what you were playing? I mean, <laughs> yeah. what were you trying to get? It,
2: I'm sure it sounded better to me than it really was, you know, yeah. because it, it, when you're, you know, when you're just starting out playing something, and and I actually see this in my daughter who's nine now too. In a lot of ways, you know, like there's such a creative. That's spark that's going on when you don't have all the theoretical knowledge mm-hmm. in place yet, you know, and, and there's really not necessarily as many rules about how to fret a chord or, or what have you, you know, yeah. like there's people like my dad, you know, he picked up my guitar one time when I was young and, and you know, he's, he's, well, he's like 87 at this point. Nowadays, but at, back then he was like, you know, in late 50s, whatever, mid-50s. And he he's one of those players who would just do a fret purse position, fret a chord, but not even fret the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Especially because it's like an F chord, you know. He'll just do yeah. like three fingers on it instead of like the whole bar. Mm-hmm. And he'll just sing some some old song, you know. And I'm like, oh, man, so if my dad can do this, then why can't I? You know, I, this has to mm-hmm. be not, not that bad. So, you know, um, I look at that now from my perspective as a father, too. Um, it's all about that wonderment, you know, of, of how it's all brand new. Mm. And so, at the time, I was uh, just, you know, looking up to my heroes in music and, and didn't have the equipment they had, you know, obviously not a bunch of Marshall Stacks or Les Pauls mm-hmm. laying around within easy reach, but we just did what we had, you know, the best with what we had, which was, you know, actual music videos that showed these people fretting the music, yeah, On the fingerboard, which you don't really see as much nowadays, or at yeah. least in music videos at that, you know, on MTV, certainly. Mm-hmm. I might pour a little bit of this, by the way, if that's
0: Sure, okay. yeah, yeah. I, bourbon. Think, yeah, no, yeah. I don't think, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't think I can do whatever I want with it, if I got it. Damn right.
2: Yeah. You're in Louisville now, right? I've been in Louisville since the beginning of 2008. Yeah, so it's really been home longer to me than certainly Lexington was where I spent, you know, my, well, my college and formative 20s and such like that, you okay. know.
0: So you yeah. attend UK?
2: I did attend UK uh, on and off. I did that. This is all I got was this hat. <laughs> 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 no, I, I managed to drop out. Did you, did you go? Oh, they wouldn't even let
1: me drop out. Uh, They dropped me out. (laughs) They
0: dropped me out. Something
2: something like that.
1: (laughs) Neil,
0: didn't you tell me you were there for three semesters and didn't earn a single credit? Two semesters and didn't earn a
1: credit, but... uh,
2: Yeah. I was on and off, and then they I think they were just wanting to boost their numbers once like a couple years ago, and they wound up just awarding me a degree. Cause I had all I had all these years of like going uh-huh. here, going there, going. So I got like so they just a, the dog a <laughs> liberal studies. Degree. What are you gonna do with that? But I got a liberal studies degree uh-huh. from University of <clears throat> Kentucky. So yeah, like, hey, I'm yeah. you
0: know, sure, why not? <clears throat> uh, hold on, they just they just said, hey, you know, you've got all these random credits. We're gonna give you. <laughs> Apparently, they'll do that now. Okay, but I think it really helps
2: them out more than it helped me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, maybe I should call them. <laughs> oh, we got another graduate to <laughs> check out the box there, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'd never heard of that. And then they send you all that stuff asking for your money. You know, yeah. Alumni. Oh, yeah. hey, alumni. you. are an alumnus, <laughs> yeah. Congratulations.
1: But well, JCTC never did that to me. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: now you're in Louisville and you've got, I know you've got the Mark Fleshman Band, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, we've been at it uh,
2: for a couple of years now, you know, since around 2018 organized. I mean, I've been writing specifically with that intent. For the Mark Fleshman band for oh, about you know, six years or something like that. Yeah.
0: So, did you uh, ha- have a period of time that you were solo? I'd always been a collaborative
2: person. Um, you know, maybe it had something to do with just like me uh, feeling not as much confidence back in the day as I have at this point. But I always wanted to kind of like just blend in with the band, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then and and then you know like first off he's like in my twenties I was playing bass and punk bands and Lexington and things like that. Huh. And, and then and then um you know it just kind of moves on from there. I'm, you know, kind of taking more of a co, collaborative uh, songwriting role with a, a singer songwriter within a band something like that say, and then it gets to the point where well nobody else wants to sing. I'm like hell okay. I'll see if I can, you know, and and I did have a good background in in the church and choirs and things like that. So mm. that's something my dad and I connected on a lot was was the saint, the vocals, of the choir, and things like that. And so who's it. the band? Who's in the band with you? The band is is myself. There's Austin Reynolds who plays. The bass, you're also going to hear his pedal steel skills because Ooh. we have kind of morphed, okay, from this more, uh, you know, kind of died in the old tradition country sound. Now we're more of a rock and roll. Uh, that's to be released, you know, forthcoming. All right. Okay. And, I mean, I know that this will be released later, but we're playing Bud's Tavern coming up this Saturday.
0: No. Yeah, we're gonna, really get, yeah, Friday, we're gonna right? get this out Friday. So yeah, yeah. so you listeners go okay. to Bud's Tavern. Come to and, Buzz
2: Tavern in, uh, in Jefferson Town, and you'll hear us in our current iteration with Austin from Pedal Steel now on bass. And I failed to mention Tommy Shagrew. Shagrew. I should, <laughs> gotta get my pronunciations down with this <laughs> bourbon coming in. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's our drummer, and you also hear his uh, his banjo skills as oh, well sweet. on uh this uh, some of these tracks, one of these tracks here. So yeah. a trio. It's a trio. Uh, and but we, you know, we keep it the the kind of cohesive rock and roll. You know, I play a strat now rather than an acoustic guitar. Cool, a strat, not a Telecaster. Huh. I, well, you know, this particular strat has some kind of mojo about it, man. That, yeah, that I have never really seen in a strat because my first electric guitar that I was allowed to have was. It's 15, and it was a Stratocaster, and I had to prove, you know, I had to get, you know, all these, check all these boxes, get the driver's license, do this, do that, right? All that stuff, right? (laughs) You can't date until you, you know, do this, all that, right? So, I got my Strat finally at that point. It had, like, the sunburst and the gold lace sensors and all that stuff, like, because I was wanting, I was going into the Eric Clapton kind of feel. But this one, now that I have, gone full circle and through through the years and re- realized I like this one man it's a it's a road worn oh stratocaster Ooh. and uh on the hot pickup it's the wide open bridge pickup mm-hmm. it sounds like a telly
1: really yeah it does okay i mean enough like one for me to, to get you through yeah. it to yeah. give you that twang and when you yeah. need it but still give you the yeah. bottom end for the rock and stuff
2: speaking of telly one of our songs called "Last Thing I Wanted" has uh, has Austin, the bass player. He's a he's a force of, to be reckoned with. He's the bass player, the pedal steel guy. He's playing telly on that one there too. Oh, well, let's, let's listen to song. that.
0: Let's let people uh, let's let people hear the Mark Fleshman band. We'll listen. You said what's the last, the last thing, thing I, wanted? I wanted? Yes, sir. All right. Anything else to tell us about that song before we listen to it? Not a bit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna drink this. Here
2: we go. <laughs>
3: That text from you that just says hi You're having trouble trying to fall asleep When you close your eyes all you see is me Baby don't you know I'm lonely too My dreams are haunted by memories of you the truth is I don't feel much like moving on The last thing I wanted was you being gone I told you we're too different to make it last
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, where where'd you guys record that?
2: We recorded that at Calabell Studios, not Cowbell, but Calabell. And it's actually where I'm crashing and I'm crashing in the basement there right now. So I've got all this stuff across the room from where I'm sleeping. Oh, is that right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I can play with all these nice toys in this studio. <laughs> it's, it's my buddy, Mike Lenahan's place. And uh, okay, and uh, that's where we recorded these uh, first tracks here Um Actually, I guess all those ones there.
0: Is that where you're working on your current
2: stuff too? No. Ex- uh, funnily enough, we're, we're working right next door to him on our other <laughs> stuff. So apparently a lot of guys get into recording over there on Calabell's uh, <laughs> Road. Yeah. Yeah, and then that gentleman is Don Ernst. He he has something to do with, the or did, with the Clifton Center. Um, that
1: I know name sounds he, I, familiar.
2: Yeah, I know he has a lot to do with recording, Appalachian, there's also um, the Louisville uh, Coral, like the barbershoppers. He records a lot with them. He, he has a mobile unit. He goes out and does things. Mm-hmm. Now he's he's a little bit older. He's actually fighting cancer or has been. He's, he's better now. He's still going through the chemo, which is kind of a right, we're This might waiting be a weird question,
1: but does he have yeah. a studio set up over his garage?
2: Yeah. Well, it's up, what, up the stairs. Up the steps. And all the signatures are on the, the yeah, stairway I know. I like, oh. I
1: know I, I've been to his house. I've been to okay. his studio. Yeah, that's right. I've this. been to his studio. I don't know why. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I've been out there. On, did you
2: Did you work there? Did you play no,
1: there? I, uh, yeah.
2: That's him. So he's got Sam Bush's name on the wall there
1: and everything. I don't know what there. I I'm 99% sure you walk in this thing, you walk straight up the steps, and then there's this. Yeah, I played. I might have been with Chad Donahue or something. But, or or You don't what know what there uh-huh. for.
0: Who knows?
2: Well, it had to have been for good reason. I bet
1: yeah. whatever
2: it was, <laughs> it you weren't you weren't up to no good. It
1: might have been to record. We did this thing. Yeah. Anyway, I think I know. That's that awesome. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to ask him about you, Neil. <laughs> he will not remember me. He it was won't. a one day thing. I don't expect. think he remembers us, and, and we're trying to get the tracks back from him.
2: <laughs> so,
1: how
0: far are you into
2: that? We've completed it um, a number of weeks ago, and. Um, we're in the uh, mastering, mixing mastering phase, which apparently can take some time. It does. Do you have a target? <laughs> I mean, the target date was a month ago, but, you know. It's, okay, it's, so ASAP. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We w- do want to have it out. We wanted, we wanted to have it out before Bud's, but that's not going to happen because he, he went to Florida. And, oh. and I can't blame him. He's he's having a good time in Florida, and he'll be back in like eight days or something like that. And, then, and so in a week, we'll actually have... Our tracks completed, and then it's a master a matter of uh, getting the publishing. Because I do that, I get on there and do the whole, you know, protection of it and all, oh, and yeah. like that.
0: And, so, and, and you say the new stuff yeah. is. Less country and more rock, or
2: yeah, man, I really wish I had some of that to share with you, but you're just gonna have to come to Bud's. <laughs> right, yeah. There you go,
0: <laughs> or, or maybe you can play a new one on one shot,
2: you know. Yeah, you know, um, without the other guys, I think I will relegate more toward balladry. Uh, but we have a couple yeah. of those,
1: you know, we have a couple of yeah. good, good ones of those, yeah. <laughs> All right, this is kind of jumping way back, but mm-hmm. you play bass. In punk rock bands in in Lexington for well, years, well, during your twenties, you ever heard of cow punk as a genre?
2: No, I-F, but I don't. I don't know what it is. Well, there's a band called Nine Pound Hammer. Who, oh, I'm Nine Pound I Hammer? I yeah, that well, it, yeah. You would think <laughs> that that's what it is, but it's actually a whole other thing, man. It's kind of like the Ramones meets Hank.
1: Really? In a way, you know? Uh, okay.
2: Yeah, and they they go way back. These guys do from the mid '80s and. Uh, I was talking to Brad here when I first came up here, talking about how I always know I have good friends named Brad, and one of them, my guitar tech, uh, has done a lot of work with them. And so, you know, how everybody meets each other, and there's all this like, you help me scratch my back, I'll scratch yours thing, whatever. So, all the way back to the year 2000, literally. I was playing bass with Brad on guitar, and the singer from Nine Pound, Hammer, Nine Pound Hammer was inactive at the time because Blaine, the guitar player from Nine Pound Hammer, was with his band Nashville Pussy. Okay. <laughs> and they were on tour. Nashville Pussy was on tour with Marilyn Manson. Yeah, they were huge. Yeah. Right. So he, they weren't doing nothing at the time. So we got Scott, the singer, to come in and do a thing with us called the Smellhounds. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so, so that's when I was playing bass, you know. And yeah, that, and
0: that this was, was this was
2: when late twenties or uh, like, two thousand two thousand one. Yeah. That's okay. hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so, I, I played bass with a pick, of course, because I, I do yeah. not have that style at all. Yeah. Where I, I have this, I don't have the strength or dexterity to handle a bass guitar. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, were you,
1: during that period, were you writing during that period as well?
2: I was, you know, I was keeping it real close to the vest, because, uh... You yeah, weren't writing the, the, just, that type of stuff. I just wasn't putting it out there, you know, I didn't have the conf like I said, the confidence, um, to go ahead and open mic up or whatever, or bear my soul out in front of everybody by myself with an acoustic guitar, things so like that,
1: you know. what were you writing during that period?
2: I mean, during that period, I was writing some stuff that, um... Like some of the stuff some here. Some stuff we're hearing. Oh, yeah. Really? So you yeah. were playing. Um, wow. I was, it was in its infancy, its embryonic stage, yeah, yeah, if you for will. Sure. So, yeah, I man, maybe even in the false start would be a song that had kind of begun around that time or, or close to that time, maybe a few years after that. But it was like, yeah, false starts like a harbinger of things to come.
1: <laughs> huh. It's pretty wild to think. Well, I guess it's not. I guess you can uh, play something and then once you get on your own, write your own thing. But yeah. You know, I, I get so used to being in a lane. I think, I, I think, I think in a lane. Yeah. You yeah. know, because it I, it would seem to be like if you're playing in that type of music, yeah. you would write in that type of style because that's what you're listening to, that's what you're around. But well,
2: but you know, you don't always listen to what you play because sometimes you, yeah. you get you, you, what you play is like your work, yeah. And then what you listen to is like you're fine, mm. you know. And those two don't always necessarily intersect, you know. And, yeah. And when they do, that's cool though. Sure. Or, or
1: they intersect in a weird way where you're, yeah. the, the, you you know you have some cow punk, Yes. That, that that's what it becomes. Well, you know?
2: and you're going to hear that. Unfortunately, not yet. But on our forthcoming recordings, you will hear that cow punk influence on a song called "Coming in Hot." In fact, that's going to be the name of our release, "Coming in Hot." Okay. There's going to be a, a little bit of that that influence there. But again, I have to refer you to listen to that stuff to even know what you know well make so, sure
0: you let us know at top the recording when that comes out so we can help you get that out
2: i will man i'll I'll message you guys and let you know for sure
0: let's listen to uh woman you used to be Tell us about that song, and then after we listen to that we'll yeah. uh, we'll let you tell yeah. our listeners where they can find you on the socials and things, and then we'll close out with a song too
2: absolutely but, woman you used to be. Speaking of woman, I have a co-writer, uh, not on every song, but a lot of the good ones and and most of the ones that are great. Uh, her name is Laura Sewell Timberlake and she's in Ashland where I'm from. And man, uh, we just went through a little time where she would send me these texts of lyrics and I would just put them to song, man. In fact, the song you just heard is her lyrics. I should have mentioned that earlier. So I'm sharing these copyrights.
3: <laughs> and then
2: uh Woman You Used to Be, which was Man You Used To Be. So huh? that's her. Yeah. Some of them are on, some of them are hers, yeah, man. Right. now the new ones are the, to be released later, are all, you know, I came into my own basically. Hey, I'm a late hey, bloomer. Hey. Yeah, hey. well, he was coming <laughs> in hot <laughs> at a later age. Coming in hot at a later age. There that's you it. go. Yeah. All
0: right, let's check it out. Woman you used to be.
3: look that's in your eyes Feel the weight of every Toss awesome them down and you're on your way I'm staring at this drink Knowing I lost the best version of me Somewhere between the man I am And the woman you used to be oh, oh,
2: oh. Okay, man. Did you tell us when you released these songs? They were released in February of
0: 2021. So you're doing... Uh, so you're
2: rolling back around with something else soon. Like yeah, quick. you just finished one oh, recording man, and I'm heading another. You, we've got it, you know, we look at it kind of like the way social media, which you just mentioned, is, you know, you want to um, consistently be posting to mm-hmm. kind of bring your, uh, you know, visibility up. Well, we think it's kind of the same way nowadays with... Uh, The way music has gone, it's not the album-oriented thing anymore of yesteryear where you have to sit on 13 tracks for two years before you come out with anything. Nowadays, you know, you want to have a single and then another, but what we're doing is kind of like a maxi single, like we're at five. I think that's the, dude,
1: I think that's honestly the number these days.
2: Right, it is. Yeah. And and Tommy, our drummer, actually kind of, uh, you know, made that apparent to us. Like, you know, you look at Spotify and you see five tracks. You know, the ones that are the most, whatever, up there in in the visibility. So, if you have seven, nobody even knows about those other two. So, we're going to do five this time. You know, we're going to do five and another, yeah. Just that's the way we're going to do it every time we do it.
0: Our listeners that want to follow the Mark Fleshman and the Mark Fleshman band a little more closely, where they find you on the socials, find your music, that sort of thing.
2: Yeah, uh... So, because we're really honestly just getting rolling, we we do have a Facebook page uh, that's uh, Mark Fleshman Band. Um, we have an Instagram because I've figured out that that's important. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little older, so I'm only just now getting into mm-hmm. this stuff. So, yeah, we've got an Instagram as well, uh, Mark Fleshman Band. Now, we we don't tweet. Our goal, excuse me, is to get a website that's dedicated to the Mark Fleshman band. You know, so get a URL and all that stuff where we can do these shirts and all that stuff because that's actually a big part of who we are is, is our uh, our gear. There you go. You know,
0: we
2: <laughs> Yeah, man. MFB I got gear. some gear.
1: Yeah, we yeah, got some new some Mark gear. Fleshman gear. That's right. Yeah. Hey, man, yeah, check they're out... They're uh, cool, too. Check out squarespace.com. Yeah, that, that's a super simple way to build a website. Was it? Thanks. Yes, thank you, Squarespace, for the sponsorship. Appreciate the tip, Neil. Thanks, buddy. I will. Uh, put in code Top Hill Recording Podcast and you will get 0% off. Taking notes right now. <laughs> Taking notes. <laughs> but yeah, Squarespace.
0: <laughs> well, you mentioned the song uh, False Start earlier. Tell us about yeah. that and we'll go
2: out with that song. Yeah. So False Start um, goes back to um, a time when I had thought that I'd met the one. But it didn't quite work out as intended or expected or hoped for. So, I looked at it as a false start. And, uh, you know, it actually, funnily enough, was it came about right before I met my first wife. So, that's why I say it's a harbinger of things to come, you know, like... uh, and we're good friends, by the way. So, you know, and in fact, she was the one who taught me that word harbinger because he's really smart. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, so when I played that, when I played that song to her, she's like, oh, yeah, this is kind of cool. You know, this is, this is where it's at for you. And then that's that's actually Anna was the one who kind of planted the seed in me thinking, well, maybe this is the style of music I need to really be going after rather than. Cowpunk or whatever it was at the time, <laughs> yeah. you know.
0: So well, Mark, we appreciate you bringing the bourbon. Appreciate you spending 45 minutes chatting with us here. Have a few more. And we yeah, are going man. to stick around and have a have have some fun shooting some one shot videos. Looking forward to it. Thanks. Yeah, All right, Thanks, man. man. Thanks, Brad and Neil. It's appreciate it, buddy. And here it is, yeah. false start. Great.
3: Some life in me left Like the rose Standing in the snow You ain't seen my thorns just yet Took all my cool But you gave none back Now you're just part of the pack Like the pigs running off the cliff Baby won't you just step back if it's just for your own sake, who cares what I think anyway? I hope you finally find what you're burning for inside. Just try to nail it on the first take. Ha ha! Fighting me left like the champ getting back up off the mat. You're gonna lose this Yeah Put on the bricks if it's just for your own sake. Who cares what I think, anyway? I hope you finally find what you're burning for inside. Just try to nail.